Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. These ones that are running the world are about to lose all their money. It's going to be a little hard to push a central bank digital currency across and force everybody to take it if you don't have no money. <laughs> and their financial system blows up. <laughs> and all the money goes to the church. And these people basically lose their wealth. So we're about to witness these people, these evil ones, lose it. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the beginning of the last days. It is spectacular to be here. Uh, I used to say welcome to the last days, but then uh, our guest today, the last time he was on, he he explained, this is only the beginning of the last days. And so I'm super excited about all of that. Uh, maybe that gives us some time. And as you're going to find out, actually, it's not going to be cut and dry. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it's not all about bad things happening. It's a lot of good things happening. So I think you're going to be super excited about what we have to share. A couple things before we get started. CSIS reveals Chinese plan uh, helping Trudeau. Uh, so we have an image here. You know, this is... Um, so CSIS uncovered Chinese plan to donate to Pierre Elliott Trudeau's foundation as well. Uh, isn't that interesting? So all these years later, we've got this big drama going on right now where on Trudeau, he just wants to make it go away. Oh, no, no, no. That That's, you know, uh, see who sees this. Uh, who's letting out all the information? You know, why are we why are we losing information? Who's who's who, let's find the leaks. Is that his problem? When election integrity is sort of being pointed out, his issue is let's find the leaks from CSIS. <laughs> Doesn't make you look guilty at all. And the Toronto Sun article discussing what looks like more like uh, conflicts of interest with Trudeau, the Trudeau Foundation and people working for him. Man picked to write report on Chinese election interference ran Trudeau Foundation when big donations came in from China. Can we not just have some independent people put in place to hold our government accountable for what's going on? Do we always have to have a cousin or an uncle married to his aunt, you know, or a guy he used to work with? Can't we just get some independent people that are holding our government to account? How many scandals have we seen Trudeau go through and seem to sail by right? Completely exonerated by his loved ones. I mean, it's enough already. One thing I do know, God's watching. And that ought to put the fear of God into you, Mr. Trudeau. But God is watching and he keeps a very good account of the evil that is perpetrated on his people of whom I and my viewers are many. Uh, during the pandemic, revenue more than doubled to the Trudeau Foundation. <laughs> what? Okay, so in 2020, oh, $12,500,000? Does it look like, is that is that the case? Thank you to the Real Andy Lee Show for putting this stuff out there, revenue and total expenditures. So the revenue in 2020, it looks like it's, you know about par even less, like the the expenditures are kind of less, but the money just flowing in while there's a worldwide pandemic on to the Trudeau phone. Ooh, whatever could that be? Well, let's get to the bottom of it, hey? One of these days. So 
a, a quick video, Trudeau uses racism as a diversionary tactic to avoid answering a reporter's question about Chinese interference in a past election. Yes, it's racist. Hi there, Lorenda Redekop from CBC. Prime Minister, uh, just a follow-up on that question on CSIS and Handong. Are you saying that they didn't warn you or were you warned and you chose to dismiss it for those reasons? Uh, just wanted some clarification. Once again, um, one of the things we've seen, unfortunately, over the past years is a rise um, in uh, anti-Asian racism linked to the pandemic uh, and concerns being raised uh, or arisen uh, around uh, people's loyalties. I want to make everyone understand fully that Han Dong uh, is an outstanding member of our team and suggestions that uh, he is uh, somehow not loyal to Canada um, should not be entertained. Much of what CSIS actually does in keeping Canadians safe involves protecting various diaspora communities from influence of uh, authoritarian governments around the world. And we will continue to make sure we are working with CSIS to make sure that as every MP serves their community, that they do so in a way uh, that they are kept safe and that uh, is true to the Canadian values and the Canadian principles that we all stand by. Um, CSIS is active in fighting against foreign interference and part of its tools for doing that is making sure that political parties and individual politicians are alert to uh, the potential influences they may be faced with. That is something we will continue to work closely with CSIS on uh, as we move forward because not just our democracy needs to be protected in an abstract way, but the individuals choosing to serve their communities who may be seen as greater targets uh, for various countries uh, need to be protected as well. And that's what we work with CSIS on. Work with CSIS. That's the part we agree with you on. Nobody's racist. We just don't like Chinese interference in our elections. I think if that was found and has been reported to have been told to you, and they even wanted the MP who was put in to be not allowed to run because of what they found, and you completely dismiss that, it's nothing to do with racism. It's just good governance. So you're quite a piece of work. But I will say that there is something the Prime Minister has done which I kind of agree with, and that is basically banning government-issued mobile devices. Take a look. Obviously, uh, we take very seriously uh, the freedom of expression, the freedom of Canadians to engage how they want online, but we also have very important uh, principles around protection of data, protection of Canadian safety and security that we will always step up for. Uh, like many countries around the world, we're looking carefully at how to ensure Canadians are kept safe online, uh, and we're making the decision that uh, for government uh, employees, for government equipment, um, it is better uh, to not have them access TikTok uh, because of the concerns uh, that people have in terms of safety. Uh, this may be a first step, it may be the only step we need to take, but every step of the way we're going to be making sure uh, we're keeping Canadians safe. And certainly 
I suspect that uh, as government takes the significant step of uh, telling all federal employees that they can no longer use TikTok on their uh, on their uh, work phones, uh, many Canadians from businesses to private individuals will reflect on the security of their own data and perhaps make choices in consequence. But I'm always a fan of giving Canadians the information for them to make uh, uh, the right decisions for them. Okay, yeah, so what I meant to say was banning TikTok on all government-issued uh, devices. So TikTok should probably be banned everywhere because they're gaining all this information uh, about our country, North America, and, you know, they, we cannot underestimate the power of information at this time. And so uh, I'm actually glad he's doing it. Why is he doing it, JT? Because they're following him. He's sending private emails. Government and that's just too far, right? Well, government sends information can sit on your phone, but TikTok is harvesting information off of your phone. It's not just putting videos, but it's harvesting your phone. Yeah, it's, it's harvesting what's on your phone. Chinese servers. Yeah, so he doesn't want that. Yeah. All right, got it. All right, we're almost done before we get to our guest and my dad's uh, portion today. Um, so we've seen about gain-of-function research going on. What does the current White House administration think about Gain of function research. That's interesting. Without right? uh, weighing in one way or the other on origin of, of the virus, you've made clear that there's no consensus. Does the president believe, though, that the reward outweighs the risk when it comes to gain of function research? Does the reward outweigh the risk when it comes to gain of that type I of research? I got a history is degree. You're going to have to say that again. Does the president believe that this type of gain-of-function research is prudent? He believes that um, it's important to help prevent future pandemics, which means he understands that there has to be legitimate scientific research into the sources or potential sources of pandemics so that we understand it so that we can prevent them and we can prevent them from happening obviously um, but he also believes and 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 this is why he wants the the whole of government effort here to understand it um, that that research has to be done must be done in a safe and secure manner as and as transparent as possible to the rest of the world so that so people know what's going on so I think that's a fancy way of saying yes yeah, so transparency really happened, right? Um, so you, you did this gain of function, you lied about it, Fauci lied about it. Um, he's all involved in it. He's got uh, money's going to third parties to make sure it gets to there so that the gain of function is being done. Oh, it gets released. Was it, was it intentional, as some have said, or was it unintentional? Well, who, who's to know? Uh, but then, oh, well, then you've got to create the antidote, right? You've got to have the vaccines created to deal with the pandemic that the gain-of-function research um, created this monster. Yeah, it's just all a mess, isn't it? Like, how about we just have some good old-fashioned good guys running the White House? How about we just get some good people in there? Wouldn't that be cool? People that aren't sold out, bought out doing all kinds of creepy things behind the scenes, lying about it, destroying our country, destroying our government, killing whales, and talking about climate change after it's your, you know, all the whales are washing up. Why? Probably because of these deep level, what do you call them? 
soundings, the sonar thing, and it's hurting the whales. Anyways, that was another day's topic. Um, a Daily Mail UK report warns of nuclear disaster if the West continues to support Ukraine with arms. So we've got probably some people saying that we're the closest that we've ever been to nuclear war. We've got Pierre Polyev in our country and everybody just rah, 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 go war. Do you want your young men fighting uh, this war? Do you want your young men called to a war that we just have no stake in all of this? Uh, it's just been pretty crazy. So we're, we're at a place where we've got to... Um, Start talking to our MPs about what are they thinking and why is the opposition never the opposition in our country? Why is Pierre Polyev not the opposition? He's just like Trudeau light. What is happening? All right, so I want to read my dad, underlined. Oh, wow, he did a lot in this page. I love to read from his Bible because he was such a great man of God and an inspiration to me. And I, I opened up Ephesians 1 today and it says, Blessed be the Lord. God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us, we are the chosen, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of of his will. We are adopted into his family, predestined. That's a word that's always um, causes some theologians to have a little discussion on that. And uh, I'm just glad. I hope I'm chosen. I hope I'm one of his kids because I'm doing my best to follow him with all my heart. Get out information, get through these rough seasons, and have good people like Bo Polney on the show to try to explain to us how we don't have to be as afraid as we think it is. So some of you out there, I'm getting your, your emails. You're not happy about what's happening in the world. And, you know, because we know that there seems to be some passages that indicate that there could be a lot of bad things happening in the last days. Uh, but Mr. Polney has a way of explaining some things and using the Bible and numbers and a whole bunch of good stuff to make you feel better. And I hope you feel better by the time you hear him. So, Bo Polney, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here today. I know that you have your own show and you're always on, uh, you know, telling people all of this. So thanks for breaking from your regular schedule to come here and be with us. Oh, no. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me back. And I love how you started this, the beginning of the end. And thank you for correcting that. Because, and I want you Since to know, when you, you said that, yes, I, and I, when you said that, the Holy Spirit came upon me and I felt the massive download. So you nailed it. Um, when you said it, I, I, I was, it was incredible what I felt. And so thank you for saying that. And, it, awesome. and that, that was complete confirmation that you spoke the truth. Amen. Well, you gave that to me the last time that you were here because I like your ways. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of us have grown up in church or we've had heard bits and pieces. And whenever you hear about the last days, it, it is quite treacherous. The apocalypse, Armageddon, you know, we hear all these, these things and we're, and then we see, you know, in Canada, we've been through a lot. We're watching your Biden, like what a mess that is, a real train wreck going on there. And whatever's happening yeah. down there, it affects us. And so we get Absolutely. the impression that 
that there's just, it's so bad and we lose hope. And uh, I've seen a lot of my viewers having to struggle with that. And so we've been working through it together. I, I think it's the ride of our lives. I'm so blessed to be born at this hour, as I'm sure you are, because oh, yeah. from what you're telling us, this is going to be epic. So I want you to give us a little uh, of how you see the next little bit of time happening according to the word of God. Absolutely. Um, I want to add also to, you know, a couple of things that you did a long introduction. I was making a few notes and I want to kind of add a little bit to that. But, you know, you, you had, you're literally describing things that are going on in the world, right? First off, all the news, it's not worth watching. It's not worth watching. And the reason being is because everything that they're spewing out, right? We, we talked about, you know, who possessed, these people are all possessed, okay? And so, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, the Nephilim, right? So the reason for the great flood, this reason for, because they were on the earth. Yes. The, 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 the giants on the earth, okay? They were on the earth and they were eating people. It was, it was horrible. It was a horrible time on the earth, right? And so God had to, flood the earth to destroy the nephilim but what he didn't destroy the spirits of them so they the, the you know the flesh died but the spirits are now possessing all these people so like you know you have trudeau on camera right these people are possessed okay and they've sold out and now they're working for evil when you read Ephesians, right, we battle not, you read Ephesians earlier, read things in Ephesians 6, I believe it is, we battle not against flesh and blood, but principalities. Let me actually read the scripture here for you. It's Ephesians 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. These are governments. A principality is a government against rulers of darkness in high places. So, all you were putting there was a demon speaking and he was spewing out his agenda for his master, Satan. That's all that's going on. That is all that's going on. And then you, you talk about, you know, like how horrendous can you read Revelation, right? Well, you have to see God is detailed, right? Everything about him. He knows every single hair before he made you, right? It's written in the Bible. He knows everything about you. And so everything which I've discovered when I do my time analysis, it's about details, details and details and details. So when you read Second Chronicles, what does Second Chronicles say? If my children who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then I will heal their land. You notice the words, choices of words, right? If my children who are called by my name. That's not you, your, they, them. So when you talk about revelation, right? Revelations for they, them, you, your, not my children who are called by my name. You have to read the details. So the, the hor horrible things that you read that are coming upon the earth, that's for them, not for the bride of Christ. Because think about this. This is like the best example I can give you, right? What's coming? What are we all preparing for? A royal wedding, are we not? So if we're preparing for a royal wedding, would would God the Father beat up the Jesus's bride before the wedding? 
Like, just ask yourself that simple question. The bride does not get beat up before the wedding. See that? That's what, good if news. You, <laughs> and if you understand a Jewish wedding, because where does Jewish weddings come from? Well, from God. God described how a wedding should be. So what happens that when I was, I was with Jonathan Kahn in Israel, and he actually went through all the steps of a royal, of a wedding. Okay, and it's really incredible of a Jewish wedding. What happens? Well, first the groom comes and he decides that, you know, the bride he's going to marry. And he, so he, he comes to visit the bride. Sound familiar? And when he, when he finds the bride, he makes his intent of what he wants to do. He wants to marry her. And then once the intent is complete, he leaves the bride. Sound familiar? And while he's away from the bride, he lavishes the bride with gifts. Proverbs 13, 22, the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. So those people you had on stage, those guys with all the money and like, you know, the Bill Gateses and the Soros, understand Proverbs 13, 22 was written, but it hasn't been fulfilled yet. What is Proverbs 13, 22? The wealth of the sinner. The evil ones is stored up for the church, the righteous. There's also Deuteronomy states we are to be the lenders to the nations. Well, that hasn't been fulfilled yet either. So, where what's about to happen? This is all scriptural. It's very simple because when before Christ returns, he's going to lavish his bride with gifts. So then we can be in the world, but not of the world. Am I, have I stated any scripture that's not correct? Everything I'm stating to you is all scriptural. So we are to be in the world and not of the world. That's scriptural. That's in the Bible. And so before Christ returns, before Christ was actually came, who was in the wilderness shouting, prepare the way for the Lord. John the Baptist. Laura, we are the John the Baptists preparing the way for the Lord. You don't think John the Baptist was ridiculed and everything else, right? So you're getting, we're, we're all witnessing the same junk that happened to John the Baptist before Christ came on the scene. And then, so we're preparing the way because if you read, then, then you read Matthew, right? Matthew's the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come. God's kingdom's coming to earth. But before he come, before Christ came up, Ecclesiastes, that which has been will be again. So, well, what, so, so what happened? John the Baptist was preparing the way for the Lord. because And so what are we doing? We're preparing the way for the Lord. For what? A royal wedding that's coming. But before the royal, before the, the, the king arrives, he's going to lavish his bride with gifts. So that the bride can separate herself from the world. So when then, we look, and then all these horrible things when you read in the Bible, they—that's the revelation stuff. That's for they, them, there. That's not my children who are called by my name. That's not for so us. So how is that for an introduction? Right. So so okay. A lot of people watching, and and those that are going through all of this, Bo. What we're feeling is wow. Well, we we. We might be forced to get digital ID. We don't want to get digital ID. We're going to have to have some kind of, you know, crazy thing happen because our our uh, prime minister is putting that in, you know, 
in through, it's like leading the way for the mark of the beast, right? And he's putting that into all of the provinces and provinces are beginning fight, you know, to fight it. But all in the States, we've got your borders are wide open. I mean, and, and you've got the closest you've ever been probably to World War III happening right now with, and it's kind of freaking out a lot of people and you've got all these trains blowing up and things like that. And so people say, well, it's, you know, it's, it's looking kind of bad. So what do you think? What, what's going to happen? Is God going to fix all this? Well, what happened to Pharaoh? See, Ecclesiastes, right? That which has been will be again. See, if you don't study history, if you don't study the past, you'll never know what's coming. It's the simplest analogy I can give you. If you don't study history, you will never know what's coming, ever. So you have to look back at Pharaoh. Well, what happened to Pharaoh before the angel of death showed up? Before that, he was destroyed at the Red Sea, right? What happened? The 10 plagues. Think of all the junk that's happening right now that you're watching, okay? These, so the events are different than for Pharaoh, but we're seeing chaos manifest across the world right now. Why? Because no different than the plagues that were hitting Pharaoh. So we're seeing all of these things manifest because what, think about the concept of baptism. A baptism is what? A death to what? Our, our old self, our, our sins. Well, it's, it's a death, death of the old. Of the old. Mm-hmm. And a birth to a new. Under God. That's what's coming. So what's coming is the collapse of the United States. A collapse that, that will then trigger a collapse of Canada. A collapse of the financial system. collapse of the world that we know. Specifically, you know, the main thing would be the United States. And people right. are going to go, Financially. Oh my, Oh my God, you know, um, again, I'm going to just use that word because this will be an oh my God moment, right? We're going to see the collapse of the financial system, therefore the collapse of the United States. We're going to see earthquakes, volcanoes. We're going to see things blown off and popping off across the world that we can't even imagine. Why? Because the United States must die to be born again under God. You see, we've been captured. So back to the news and the people that you've had on stage, you know, we need to talk about what, what is it? You know, when you, when you read, let's, let's go back to scripture because you always want to reference scripture to give, you know, strength to what we're talking about. So when you read Revelation 17 verse three, it talks about the harlot sitting on a scarlet beast. Okay. And then you read Revelation 17 verse five, and it talks about mystery Babylon. So what does all that mean? It means that if, if, you're, if your staff can actually click on page two and, and put it up, it'll give you a visual, your viewers, a visual representation of what we're actually looking at. What but number what we're is looking it? At is a, page two. Page two. And what you're looking at is a captured world. So that's what I'm saying. If you're watching the news and the media and the TVs, you're basically watching demonic entities speaking that are all working for Satan. Okay. And what is their agenda? Mark of the beast. Okay. They are literally trying to bring in the mark of the beast because they want to completely control humanity. Okay. And so what do we, what do we seeing happen? Well, we're literally watching a financial system. They, they took us off the gold standard in 71 with Nixon. They now can create money out of thin air 
And what do you do with the money? Well, you can basically, when you can create it out of thin air, you can make as much of it as you want. So you can basically buy off every single politician. You can buy off every single news media station. You can buy off all, buy all entertainment. You can pay off and buy every single government entity that's working, people that you had sitting there, you know, on, on, you know, on your video at the beginning of this, right? These people are all bought and paid for. Okay, they're all bought and paid for. And, you know, the education system, look what's going on in the schools, right? So all of this is, not only is it messed up, it's completely and fully captured. Nothing that you can watch and see on TV or anywhere in the news media, anything is real anymore. It's all completely, completely captured. Everything. Why? Because they've had 50 years to plan. And this is where, you know, you can go back into scripture, right? Well, what happens after 50 years? Well, did you read Leviticus? Thou shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land and to all of its inhabitants. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about biblical intervention where God is going to intervene. Well, what happened at the Red Sea? Did God not intervene? Well, before the Red Sea, what happened? Well, what happened at Passover, right? Think about the angel of death. See, see, when you understand timelines, then you can apply timelines and look back historically and see what happened in history. So let's let's look back. Well, how long and why would could something crazy like that biblical happen? Not crazy, but biblical happen this year or like in our in our generation, in our time window right here. How could it happen right now? Well, first off, you need to study. Let's look at some massive timelines. So first off, let's look at how long was Israel in bondage to Pharaoh? 400 years. Okay, well, what happened 400 years ago in, in the United States? The Mayflower landed. See, there's no coincidences in life. It's all by design. How do I know it's by design? Well, did you, did, have your viewers have they read Daniel 2? Daniel 2 talks about a two and a half thousand year prophecy that every nation has happened so far. Every nation from, you know, from uh, the top of Nebuchadnezzar to, you know, to, to Cyrus, every single kingdom has existed to date. So a tune, so, and the reason for the Daniel prophecy, so, you know, you, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and what happened in the dream, right? He got, he got the dream twice and it kept freaking him out and he wanted to know what the dream meant. And then Daniel stepped up, he prayed on it. Otherwise, and this is the best part, right? The King Nebuchadnezzar was going to kill, kill all the soothsayers, kill, kill all the magicians, kill all the prophets, everybody. And he didn't even give him the, the dream of what he had. He goes, if what is the point of having you if you can't even tell me what my dream is and the interpretation of it? And, and what happened, right? Daniel prayed on it that, that night and they're supposed to be all executed in the morning. And, you know, what does God do? He makes fools of diviners. He makes fools of magicians, right? He makes fools of everybody. Oh, these so elect, these elite that think they're so smart. God makes fools of them. And what did he do? He gave Daniel the interpretation. And Daniel interpreted the dream two and a half thousand years ago. And King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face before Daniel. And then he put him in second in command of all of Babylon, which is that time the world, right? Because he interpreted the dream. And the dream was what? A two, for the next two and a half thousand years of what would happen. 
So, you know, so to give you good news, right? More scripture. Well, when you read Daniel 2, verse 34, everything of that prophecy has happened so far in the past two and a half thousand years. Think about it. There is not a prophecy, a psychic, anybody out there that's ever given a two and a half thousand year prophecy unless the end was written from the beginning. The end was written from the beginning. God wrote it. So he gave the, the interpretation to Daniel. And the only piece that's missing, Laura, the only piece that's missing is Daniel 2, verse 34. And what does it state? And a stone carved out by no human hand comes down and destroys that statue. And we get to witness it, Laura. In our lifetime, this year is when it's supposed to happen. You think, so we you are think we're about, upon that? It, it, we're, yes, we're at we that are time. about to witness. We're about to witness the fall of Babylon. So, what is Babylon? Back to the, you know, the slide we just had up, right? Page two. So, what is Babylon? It's mystery Babylon in Revelation seven, which is written in Revelation seventeen verse five. It's the harlot. In, of Revelation is the deep state. That is who Mystery Babylon is. They, they work in the shadows. That's why they're the mystery, right? They work in the shadows, pulling the strings of world leaders, including Trudeau, who you just had on there, right? And they contr that control the seven mountains from the church, family, financial, education, government, entertainment, and media. They control everything by pulling. So they're the puppet masters. That's Mystery Babylon. So we're about to see, well, mystery Babylon, what? Well, Daniel 2 verse 34 says Babylon falls by no human hand. That we want to see that. God will intervene, which means that that's why no, that's why like no matter what you watch, no matter what you do, no matter what we do, we're at a point where everything is captured, Laura, everything. Every facet of life is captured, okay? And no matter what we do, all we can do now and what we've done, everything, we, but basically our job is to pray and to love God, okay? But we're at a point now where we can't stop evil because they've captured everything. They've exposed themselves. They're so arrogant now. You can do any anything that they get, they get come, gets exposed, like these things that you were showing about Trutton was coming out about Trudeau, right? He they just brushed under the rug, and next thing you know, it's all gone, right? It always gets brushed under the rug, and it's always gone. Why? Because everything's paid for. Everything's captured. You can't stop them. And that's why Daniel 2, verse 34, and a stone carved up by no human hand. That's why God is going to intervene and stop these people, and he's going to take down Babylon. And so we're going to see the complete and the utter destruction of these people, and it's supposed to go down soon and i mean like really really soon potentially and expected to be going down this year and so i want to give you some time windows on how this could play out uh, those that want this pdf presentation um uh, it would be great if you if your staff can actually include this link uh, that i sent you know in the bottom of the interview but also on yep, page it's three in there's the a qr code yep there's a qr code on page three that basically will allow them to download it like you would a menu at a restaurant on yeah. page four Page four itself, this, if you can, staff can pop this up. I want to give you some time windows on how this is all playing out and why and what we're waiting for. So when God intervenes, Daniel 2, verse 34, Babylon falls, that means something new is born. 
Am I am get what I'm saying? Yeah. When Babylon falls, something new would be born. Well, what's born? A new era. And so this is what back to you know the John the Baptist prepare the way for the Lord. And so we're we're waiting for the birth of a new era. And so all these horrible things that are happening that you described in the you know as we started as, you, as your preliminary to this interview can be literally described in Matthew 24 verses 6 through 8. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. These are the beginning of birth pains. So what we're watching is nothing but birth pains of a new era that's about to manifest on What happened this earth. January 12th, 2020 that you refer to in the birth pains began? Right. So we're going to go, if you go to the next page, I'll show you how this is, how this is coming to, coming to be. Okay. So it's really, this is the newest, or actually you're the first person seeing this slide. Oh. I got the download on this actually two days ago and I just made this slide. So God gives me pieces and I put it together and it freaks me out because he gives me a time window and I go back and do the, the Daniel calculations and it freaks me out because of the things that happen on these dates. See, what happens is when you do a Daniel calculation, there's there, right in front of you, there's, there's critical dates on Daniel's timeline, okay? So if, there's a start date. And then there's 1260 days go by then there's a 30-day window and then another 1260 days and then a 45-day window so basically the daniel timeline is seven years okay and so but the seven years describes end times which means that you know that will be the great tribulation but what god revealed to me is before the great tribulation actually happens is you have the daniel timeline replaying itself working its way up to the great tribulation does that make sense? So we're seeing it. So you're seeing seven year cycles working themselves up into what's coming as the late as the great tribulation. And that's still years ahead because we're not there yet. And so what? Ha so this is interesting. So the revelation I just got was on January 30th of 2016, 2016, when Obama was in office on the far left side of your page. Right. Yeah. So Obama's in office. And this is this is the, this is the beginning of the end of the United States, as you know it. Right. Because transgenders could now serve in the US military on that exact date. Now, the other thing that, that confirmed this for me was the Declaration of Independence. On the exact same date of June 30th, 2016, the last person to lay hands on the deck, remember, you know, what's about the Bible, right? You know, lay hands on people. But the, the United States was founded under God, so they laid hands on the Declaration of Independence. The interesting part with the, this is there's a link right there. You can click this link, but you don't do it now. But the last hands to touch the Declaration of Independence, that there's a lady by the name of Mary Lynn Retzing something or other. She retired on the exact same day on June 30th, 2016. So for six, six years now, no one has touched the Declaration of Independence, so seven years now, no one's touched the Declaration of Independence, no one's laid hands on it, nothing. And now at the same time too, you can see the US military collapsing because they can, they basically got, they went against God and stuck, stuck transgenders in the military. And so now we're gonna run the Daniel cycle on it, 1260 days forward to December 12th, so three and a half years, to December 12th of 2019. Laura, on that exact day, that's when the, uh, the, the first symptoms of COVID occurred in China. Then wow. exactly, uh, these are the links. You can click the links. This is this this is right out of the, this is right out of their um, playbook. Okay. Then 
30 days later precisely was when it became a pandemic because that was the first case that was confirmed outside of China. And that was January 12th of 2020. And boom, there is your first seal of revelation opened. So revelation, so in, in, in December on Hanukkah was when the, when the seal, first seal opened of revelation. And so that'll be the first, that'll be the four horsemen, the, the seven seals, the first four are the horsemen. And so Corona was the first seal, and that was opened on Hanukkah as 2020, at 2019 ended, and 2020 began, and boom, there is your start of the cycle. So now we go 1,260 days forward, and that takes us to this June 25, 2023. So by the end of, so that, and the three days before that is the summer solstice. And what does light because every day is getting brighter now. What does light do to darkness? It exposes the, the deals done in the dark. Well, what are we seeing right now? Every day, you know, we're seeing more deals done in the dark. How crazy is it? But we're seeing light exposing the deals done in the dark heading into the summer solstice of June 21. So three days and then day, and then on the 24th, that was a year ago, right? That's when Roe v. Wade was overturned. So if God is with us, who could be against us? I'm just throwing scriptures upon scriptures to have your viewers understand the power of this presentation. And so if you understand, you know, if my children, Second Chronicles, if my children who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. We were reading that since 9-11. The world has been reading that, especially the United States has been reading that Second Chronicles since 9-11. But that was, 9-11 was in the year 2000. And one, okay. The problem with that well, it was twenty years ago, but we were still doing what for the next twenty years? Killing God's creation. See, see, this is the part that everybody misses. What God revealed to me was because we could read Second Chronicles all we want, but we never turned from our wicked ways because we were killing God's creation until what? Last June twenty fourth, when Roe v. Wade was overturned. Now, as a nation, we've overturned Roe v. Wade. Then, interesting enough, enough, January 20th of 1973, when, when Roe v. Wade became law, which means that was literally like a month ago, okay? So a month, so we're now in the 50-year jubilee from when Roe v. Wade became law. So my point is, this is Leviticus. And what does Leviticus state? Thou shalt consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land and to all of its inhabitants. Notice it's always about the land. It's, you know, um, when you read 2 Chronicles, second, uh, and, I will, and I will heal their land. You see, that is what a jubilee is. It's a restoring of the land back to the people. So we've got 400 years have gone by since, what? Since, uh, since the Mayflower landed to correlate directly with Exodus. Exactly, okay? Then we've had a two, then if you understand the story of Joseph, he was in the pits, he was thrown in jail, and from, he was in jail for two years. And then in a single day, he got raised from the pits to the palace, second in command of all the world, only answered to, only answered to Pharaoh. What, at the, that's, and then Pharaoh, and Egypt was the world at the time, right? So he only answered to Pharaoh, in 24 hours, he became in charge of all the world. So, you know, we started the presentation, you know, look at what happened to Daniel. He was put in second in command of all of Babylon. So we're, and how long did that take? 
24 hours, right? So everything biblical, when God intervenes, it takes a day. And that's the point. So what we're, and then you so understand the story back to Joseph, right? So he was in the pits to the palace in 24 hours because he interpreted what? The dream that the king had. And, and then what was the dream? The Joseph dream was, there was two dreams, but the bottom line was, the dream was there's going to be seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. Guess what? Because what happened, the presidency that's in right now, this, this jack, he called it the jackal, the jackal presidency, right? Guess how long? As of January 20th, it's been two years. It's over. So he's not going to make it based on cycles and what happened to Joseph into the next year. So, so, so somewhere this year, he's out. He's gone. And then we're going to see the return of 45 come back this year. And again, people are saying that's crazy or better. That's impossible. Right. And like I said in the pre-interview, that my whole interview that I'm doing to you and everything I'm giving you is basically 99% of it is impossible. And that's exactly where God operates. Right. Nothing's and impossible all, for and, God. And, right. And everything that's going to happen, right? The reason for all this because who gets the glory? That's why there's like there's a, this case in the Supreme Court, and that's why you know Trump is 45. Like, no, nothing they've done so far has really stopped these people why they've captured everything they all have secret handshakes they all work together they're all everything's bought and paid for no man can stop these people that's why it's da that's why it's daniel 2 verse 34 and a stone carved out by no human hand comes in and takes down babylon and so we're going to see the collapse of babylon and how is god going to do it the only way that he's going to do this is very simple I, do, I don't know the mechanism particularly because no one knows exactly how god's going to do it and no one knows the exact day he's going to do it. But the, but the mechanism he's going to use is specific. One of them, huge mechanism, is the U.S. dollar. Because why? It's a fiat-based money system based on a fraud. They've taken it off the gold standard when? Leviticus, 50 years ago. See, none of this is by coincidence, right? When is, when is the World Economic Forum? You know, Trudeau works for Klaus Schwab. When was the World Economic Forum founded? 50 years ago. You see... You just, you got to go back and study history to know what's coming. And Leviticus is written for a very specific reason. Why? Because it's going to happen. You know, when, when things are written, you can't stop. One thing about a prophecy is, which I've learned, and you know, and if you go study, go study Daniel too. For two and a half thousand years, Daniel gave the prophecy and every single kingdom has come to pass because if the prophecy is true, you cannot stop the prophecy from fulfilling itself, period, period, period. And so Daniel 2 verse 34 hasn't happened yet. We haven't seen the collapse of the financial system. We're at third seal. We've seen peace taken from the earth and that happened on Pentecost. Pentecost of year 2020. Well, why would it be on Pentecost? Well, because seals open on, pen on feasts. And what happened in the year 2020? That was a George Floyd riots. And then from that day forward, you had the riots going across the world, all over the world, coupled with, you know, look at the, you know, the, the trucker rally in Canada. It, it, you just, you're going to have, there's just rioting going across the world, but there was never rioting across the world until the second seal opened on Pentecost of the year, so May 31st, of May 30th, whatever it was, of, of 2020. And that's when the second seal of Revelation opened, the second, the second horseman. And so now when seals open, this is critical to understand, Laura, when a seal opens, it's a worldwide phenomenon. 
because we're talking God, okay? Worldwide. So Corona was one. First seal, tell me that wasn't worldwide, right? Look what happened yeah. in our world, you know? And from when the first seal opens, the world will never be the same. As written. Well, tell me that I'm wrong, okay? The world's never been the same since since Corona, right? For sure. And the second seal opened, second seal opened, and you've seen rioting upon rioting going across the world. You've got the Ukraine conflict going on. And so these, so that's second seal. And then what's the third seal? So how is God going to do it? Well, the third horseman of Revelation. That's if you, uh, if your staff can please pop on page sixteen. The third horseman. It's a black horse, and the rider has in his hands scales. You know, financial scales, balance scales. Okay, so the black represents the angel of death. That's not coming to the church. He's not coming to visit the church. He's coming to visit those that mocked God. So the angel of death is coming no different than what happened to what? That which has been will be again. Study what happened to Pharaoh. The angel of death, the black horse, is coming to visit the present day Pharaohs of this world. So now let's, when could that happen? Well, when did it happen historically? It happened on Passover. Passover this year starts on the 6th of April. I'm telling you, the world that we know is about to flip upside down, just like when Jesus walked in the temple and flipped, the, flipped um, the tables on the money changers. Why? Because he knew for the next two and a half thousand or two thousand years, they would be the root of all evil. Money would be the root of all evil, the love of it. And that's what these people do. They love money. And so the rider in his hands got scales. When was the last time we saw in the Bible the scales? Remember Belshazzar? Men, mm -hmm. the writing on the wall, many, many tackle offshore scene. You've, your kingdom, you've been waiting. The balance hasn't found wanting. Your kingdom has come to an end and will be given to the Medes and the Persians. That night, Belshazzar died. King Darius came in and took over Babylon, and it was finished. And what? How long? 24 hours. And so, if you, the, the prophet, okay, Kent Christmas, flat out said that the angel of death is, as the year 2020 ended, the angel of death came to earth. So the angel of death is on the earth right now, and he's waiting for instructions from God on when to strike. No one knows when angel of death is going to strike, but he's, but he's on the earth right now. And, it was, and when he showed up, that was prefaced by the death of the Pope. The second the Pope that just left office, he died on the 31st, and that was the day the angel of death came to earth, on the 31st of, of the year, of last year. Okay, and so, so the do angel you think of death is on the earth right now. He's going to be around a while? Or, I mean, we're seeing a so lot of death, death is, right is, now. Oh, no, no, we haven't seen, no, no, these will be, this will be deaths in 24 hours. We are going to see mass okay. deaths in 24 hours across the earth. This, remember, what happened to Pharaoh was in an area of, of Egypt, right? Because that was the world at the time. So that was the exodus. Now we're going to witness the great exodus, the worldwide exodus. So what happened to Pharaoh is going to happen to the United, to, to the world this time around. So there's going to be deaths across the world in a 24-hour window that you will not be able to explain. Again, that you will not be able to explain. And what I mean by that is when the angel of death struck, struck um, Egypt, it killed Pharaoh's firstborn, but also the firstborn of every family of Egypt. You couldn't explain that. Understand that you couldn't explain. It wasn't just random deaths. No, it was the firstborn of every family of Egypt. 
you couldn't explain that. See, so what's coming are things that you can't explain. So what's about to happen on this earth are things that you can't explain because they're of God. And so God's going to do things that are impossible outside of the physics that we understand. We're about to witness things that we have never witnessed before in terms of physics that that, that the small that people the high intellect people of this world literally will not be able to explain and their only answer is going to be there must be a god and that will be spoken on this earth specifically because of the fact that they cannot and they will not be able to explain what is going on in this world and so, so is that for the entire year of 2023 or are we going to will that or, okay, it's so a one-time thing that we're going to see that. So we don't quite know when that right. could be. Right. So, so let's uh, flip on page seven. And, and that's a great question because what's about to happen here is see this um, March 22nd is 90 years from the first concentration camp opened with the time of Hitler. And so Hitler is, there's a 90 year cycle with relation to Hitler. And so on the, on the perm is coming up here on March 6th. Now, Perm is a very important time bomb because, again, within 24 hours, what happened? Everything that Haven planned flipped on his head, and then he was just, he was killed and his whole and all ten of his sons. So we're about to experience and witness things that are that are going to happen. And now, what I want to show you here is, is I've labeled it and calling it called a Haman effect. And what that basically states is, so this, so we've got a, an eclipse coming up here in April on the 20th, which is happens to be, again, not, there's no coincidences here, but for whatever reason, that's Hitler's birthday mm. on April 20th. There's an eclipse on that day. This happens to be 90 years from when the first concentration camp was opened. So I'm just telling you, there's no coincidence in this. And so how long is this going to go on? This is going to play out for the next three years. We've got next year, 2024, next year, 2020, after that was 2025 and 2026. The next, this has never happened. I've gone back hundreds of years. You'll never see, I'll ne you've, we've never seen Purim land on an eclipse consecutive. Except for when, hit, when Hitler came to power. Before he came to power and after he came to power, there was an eclipse on either side of that. And now we've got three Purims in a row, which means that what happened to Haman is going to happen to the people here in the United States and, and the world. But there's going to be either this year, but I'm thinking next year, because Haman came to the king to, he is playing, laid out the plan to the king to kill all the Jews on Passover. And then, the, and then, and then when Purim hit, which would be next year, he hung on the gallows. So for the next three years, so a double-edged sword. Back to the news, right? What is the Bible? It's the good news. So the horrendous things that are we are witnessing and they are doing, and they're at maximum arrogance right now, right? And what is that arrogance? The word for arrogance would be pride. Pride cometh before the fall. So there are maximum arrogance or maximum pride right now. They're hiding nothing. In the past two years, they've exposed themselves completely. Um, the story of Joseph, the two years in the jail, that was for two years for the evil ones because as much as they're doing horrendous and evil things, they're God's creation. God loves them, right? So he's given the evil ones two years to turn from their wicked ways. Most, most like Pharaoh, have dug in their heels and refuse, okay? The, and the other side of the coin is 
the church and everybody else has now got to witness what evil's agenda is. So you're talking about, you know, the, you know, their, their financial system, they're trying to push upon the world and, and, you know, control humanity with this, with this money system, the central bank digital currencies and all this stuff, right? So they're trying to control the world that they're trying to bring, bring on the evil agenda. But third seal says what? The wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. It's Proverbs 13, 22, which means that the, these ones that are running the world are about to lose all their money. It's going to be a little hard to push a central bank digital currency across and force everybody to take it if you don't have no money. <laughs> and their financial system blows up. <laughs> and all the money goes to the church. And these people basically lose their wealth. So we're about to witness these people, these evil ones, lose it, including their lives. And the ones that are left, the angel of death, does, if it doesn't visit them, they're going to flee. And so they're going to basically go out into hiding. The United States will be a beacon of life for all the world during end times. So we're about to see immense, immense prosperity and blessings come across the world. But the two years are no different than Joseph. It was two years, you know, how long is Trump in out of office? Right? Two years, right? None of this is coincidence. And then so we've got, we've got a 90 year cycle of Hitler, we've got a 400 year cycle of, of the Mayflower in Egypt and uh, Exodus, we've got uh, what is it, the 50 year Jubilee cycle for abortion? for taking us off the gold standard with Nixon, for Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. You know, you can, you can throw Disney into that as well, too. Right. You know, all these things have happened 50 years ago, and so now we're at 50 years here and now. And so we know two seals have opened. We know the third, in my calculation, I'm just telling you, the third seal is about to manifest, and that's literally a destruction of the financial of Babylon's financial system. Okay, so if Babylon's financial system falls, well, what would replace it? Well, let's read Haggai 2 verse 8. The silver and the gold are mine, saith the Lord. So if Babylon's money system falls, guess what's going to rise? God's money. Well, then if you read Matthew, well, what's God going to do? Because our God's a multiplier. So guess what's going to happen to God's money? Multiplication. Okay. If you read Matthew, I've got which verse it is on the top of my head, but it's, you know, blessings in Matthew are 30, 60, 100 fold. Okay. So very simple math. Take the price of silver as, you know, today, right? Look at you know, 20, 20 bucks silver, multiply that by 30. That's just the first layer of blessings. So you're talking potentially this year, $600 silver. And as and silver is the bank killer, so silver is going to destroy the financials elite's money. So the banks are going to collapse. So and what is a jubilee? Who who was the jubilee? Is a better question, right? Is a perfect example. Jesus Christ, when he started his ministry, do you understand? He what he came on the earth, but it wasn't until he read Isaiah sixty one. That's when he started his ministry, and then again. Daniel cycle, 1260 days later, what happened? He died on the cross. Mm. But for 1260 days, three and a half years, he was the Jubilee. What was the Jubilee doing? Bringing vision to those that were blind, restoring limbs, restoring people's ability to walk. He was doing miracles. He was doing what? The impossible. So isn't it interesting that for you have three, the Haman effect, you got three blood moons, boom, 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 three in a row. No, that's 1260 days. So we're going to witness the Haman effect on the earth and the double-edged sword is these people, they're going to reap what they have sown. 
Well, that's that going to be good. If you if you've planted evil seeds, guess what you're going to reap? Evil on your own head. So they're going to get what they have been planting for us. So back to, you know, you were talking about uh, the whole point of this is that evil doesn't al is not allowed to continue because of the way God wrote the Bible and revelation. It's just, everything's written, but we needed to see these two years. Right. Because if you didn't get to see what happened to like Hitler in the concentration camps, you people wouldn't be where they are now. They're they're at like rope's end, right? They're at a, a wit's end. They're, people are at a point like, you know, you get a lot of emails. It's, I can't believe that these people are still doing all this, right? And the reason being is because God needs to take you to your, see, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing because God has to knock you down. He has to take you to the end of the end. So then why? He can raise you up. That's how this is going to play out. He has to take people to their wits end so then he can raise them up because we got a billion soul harvest coming. Billion souls are yes. going to be saved. Okay. Yes. But you can't have a billion soul harvest if the people worship money. Mm -hmm. So guess what he's going to do? He's going to destroy the money. So there are people out there right now that have, you know, they're in Canada, I hear they're called 401ks or five, you know, these the, the retirement accounts. They're, I think, I forget what they're called in Canada. I used to be in Canada, I was born in Canada, I forgot whatever they're, whatever they called again, the RSPs, RSPs or something like RSPs, that. RSPs, yeah. People who, who, who haven't planned for this and don't understand our conversation, maybe they hear it, but they don't, they listen, but they don't hear right there are people out there that that listen to me but don't hear there are people out there that refuse to think that we're stuff we're talking about is crazy right so god's going to take away people's wealth he's going to destroy the money system people are going to lose everything people that are millionaires are going to be in food lines but those on the other side of the church that's prepared who, who are holding so how do we prepare metal, because people might be feeling like they're going to get caught up in all of this because they've got their finances and, you know, their 401ks or RRSPs. Um, so what are, you, what are you suggesting? I don't want to suggest anything because it's not for me to, to give, give advice to anybody, but I can reference scriptures for you to give you some, if what I we are three, talking eight. about resonates with you, then maybe you should do something about it. So right. what I'm saying is that the greatest financial event in human history is about to manifest. The third seal of revelation is going to happen. God is going to destroy the financial system. You're going to see banks collapse. It all starts this year. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to happen within the next four months into summertime because, you know, we got the 360, uh, the 1260-day calculation into the end of June. So something's going to trigger very, very soon here. The financial system we know is going to blow up, okay? So if you're holding God's money, if you, first off, if you, there are people out there that have means, their monies are sitting in, you know, in, in bank accounts and, and, you know, they're just, they think they're wealthy, right? The banks are going to shut their doors and you won't be able to get the money up. The banks are going to collapse. You know, the, the evil ones that have been doing all this, the banks, especially the evil banks, they're going to lose it all. So if people haven't prepared with precious metals or cryptocurrencies, like good, good cryptocurrencies, because they are going to multiply in price just like gold and silver are. That's why the banks have hated cryptocurrencies 
for ever since they came out. You know, they keep saying they're you know they're 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 junk. They keep poo pooing them because basically they're anti fiat. Okay, mm -hmm. so they don't want you to hold cryptocurrencies. They don't. That's what you know. Look what happened to truckers, right? They were paying. They're they're get the truckers are getting paid in crypto, and then basically they they call all that a, a fraud and goes well because what do they shut down the banks, right? So people were using the cryptos to to pay the truckers. So the point is, the financial system, the way we transact today, is going to drastically change, like night and day okay so if you have the means um and if you and if you have the ability maybe you should listen to what we're talking about and maybe you should um own maybe you should own god's money there are people out there that can help you you know invest in precious metals and mm -hmm. and, and 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 hold precious metals and yeah. you know cryptocurrencies are another good way to go but ultimately when cryptocurrencies take off and gold and silver take off the problem you're going to have if you're just going to hold cryptocurrencies only is you won't be able to get gold and silver later on because because they're going to be there's the people are just going to buy it up so fast that you won't be able to buy it. So you just good luck in getting you won't be able to get it. And that's the problem you're going to have for precious metals in the future. Um, now, and then the mm -hmm. other side of the coin is, you know, thou shalt consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land and to all of its inhabitants. Leviticus, right? So the blessings that are coming to the church, remember, this is like the coolest part. They've created not millions, but trillions. So when the wealth of the sinner, the trillions, comes to the church, the money is going to come in such large amounts that you will be able to, so those that were able to prepare because they had the financial means, will be able to bless all of those around them. And that's how awesome our God is. So the blessings are going to come in or is going to be so large that we will be able to, you know, those that have prepared will be taking care of the bride because why? A royal wedding's coming. A royal wedding's coming and we're going to be in the world, but not of the world. We're going yes. to, and when you have, when the bride has trillions of dollars, you can, behind you have mountains, right? We're going to be able to buy land. We'll be given land. We're going to be having land. We're going to be separating ourselves. We'll be setting things up, living. And how long separate. will that period be but for? In the world, we've got seven years. Seven years. So just like just like Joseph, right? Well, you okay. got three and a half years are going to be fantastic, and then it's going to get. Low. Then I don't. Can the next three and a half? I'm not really. It's not going to be as. The next three and a half are going to be like awesome because that will be equivalent to the time when Jesus is on the earth. Okay. Okay. So we're going to see three and a half years of incredibly biblically awesome things manifesting on this okay. earth and then we got another three and a half years to prepare because then we're, if you want a little visual if your staff can click on page 29 it'll give them a, give your viewers a kind of a big picture view of this whole things that, that are coming upon you based on the most recent calculations that i've got okay but if we click on page 29 so what you're seeing right here on page 29 if we give you a little visual is on the far left side the red zone so that's where we're in right now yeah so it started um, in Jan January twelfth. We talked about earlier of twenty twenty, and that's the opening of the that's the opening of the first seal, the the, the the first horseman, and then we got the second horseman May thirty one of twenty twenty, and now we're stepping into the third seal, which is going to be I believe we could see this trigger here uh, late March maybe um, April I would say April May. Uh, into June. So the next, within the next, you know, April, May into June, we should see the third seal manifest because uh, that we're stepping into Passover. So that's hugely, Passover is hugely important. And then that's going to take us into the uh, 25th 
um, of June. And by that, so the 1260 days ends, we've got a, a 45 day window, uh, a gap window. So probably earthquakes, volcanoes, just incredible stuff going off this summer. And that'll fulfill the prophecy of uh, Kim Clement, uh, the two E's in summertime. So mm. earthquakes, eruptions will be going off all summer across the world. And then that steps us into years forward and that'll be the seven years of plenty and then so i'm guessing somewhere my best calculations right now if you look at this the antichrist kingdom that we're witnessing right now this is really cool okay the antichrist system that we're seeing right now because they're trying to bring it in early right but we only have two seals that are open the third seal is going to cause them to lose all their power and then there's going to be a fourth seal that opens and that's like the real plague um, that's going to come across the earth. But you have to understand by that time, right? What does it say? Haggai 2 verse 9, the latter rain will be greater than the former rain. So the plague that comes upon the earth is going to be for them, not for the bride. We're going to be separate. We're not going to need hospitals. Why? Because laying, what does laying of a hand do? Right? Think about what happened. You know, we're going to be greater than the former rain. So we're going to see incredible things manifest across this world. And then that steps us into Agenda 2030. And that's when they are coming out of Europe, not in the United States. They're going to come out of Europe. And that's when we should start seeing the evil come across the earth again. But by that time, we've got the trillions. We are separate. We're not in the world. We're, of, we're not in the world. We're, we're not in the world, but of the world, right? So we've separated ourselves. We're to live in the world, not of the world. So we've separated ourselves because we have the financial means to do it all. And then you're going to see the evil come across this world again. But by that time, we're not a part of it. And this is the best part. The trillionaires, they lost their money. So when evil comes on the earth, he's limping. The Antichrist is limping. He doesn't have the financial means he has today. And the, and the bride is now separate. Evil comes on the earth. We're going to see UFOs and, you know, basically, you know, big, and the, you know, as in the time of Noah, so will be Which we're already of, seeing. You know, the coming of the man. Right. Yeah. But, but we're going to, but they're basically, we're going to see the evil exposure. And then they're going to come on across. They're going to say, hey, we seeded humanity. See, as great as God's going to do all these things, there's going to be, there's going to be things that are happening this year, the next few years that are going to be mind blowing that we can't explain. We can't explain so beyond physics that we know, but there will be still be people that still choose evil. That's the thing, right? So billion soul harvest, that's great. You know, and then a third of humanity is supposed to die with the later, as the latter seals open, right? But that's for them, right? Not for the bride. But the point being is that there are still people that are going to choose evil. That's the horrendous thing. And, and, but God's going to, he needs to come to earth. He needs to take away idol worship, destroying the U.S., the, the money system that we use. He needs to, he's going to do all this because he wants people to what? Fall to their knees. So then he could raise them up. That's so the, the Asbury revival we just saw, that was just a prelude to things that are coming on mm. the earth. This is just, mm. that was just, a, those are just a little just teaser of what's coming. Right. And so if you understand, if you look on page 27, right? 27 would be May 1. That would be the calculated time point of when we could see literally the, you know, the, the red, what happened to Pharaoh and the complete destruction of Pharaoh. We could see that on, on May 1. 
I don't know, but that's the calculation for it. And that's where we could actually see these things go down. If you look on page 24, talk about Passover. That's that's Passover starts on the eve of April 5. So basically the Nissan 15 would be April 6. And then Passover goes all the way to April 13th. So does God do something at Passover? Um, I don't know because that's God's secret. But I would say that looking at what has happened on Passover, there's a huge chance something's going down on Passover. I want to read some of these to you. So this was the day Jesus was crucified on 15 Nisan, which would be April 6th. This was a day that Isaac was tricked to bless Jacob. This was a day that Gideon's 300 were assembled. This was a day that the angel of death killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. This was a day that Haman came to the king and tried to convince him to kill all the Jews. This was a day that Daniel was thrown into the lion's end, but the lions wouldn't touch him. This was a day that King Belshazzar drank from the, from the golden vessels from the temple, and he died that night. So does something happen on Passover? I don't know. I do know that we're at 400 years. I do know that we're at Leviticus 50th year. I do know that our God will not be mocked for what these people have done. I do know that our God only takes 24 hours to do what he needs to do. I do know that we serve a mighty God. Yes, And indeed. I know that we win. Okay. So now, as evil, as horrible as things come on, that we're witnessing across the world, Laura, yeah. God's got a bigger plan. Right. And, and it's exciting. And I know that he protect, I know he's protecting our family. He's protecting loved ones, protecting those that are calling on the name of the Lord, getting wisdom, understanding what to do, how to protect themselves. And, uh, you know, we, we, we are always talking about buying gold and silver and, and all of that. But the Ukraine-Russia thing, uh, do you have any predictions about, is this tied in at all? Like, could this be, people are concerned about the closeness of getting to, you know, some sort of big, you know, World War Three incident, some nuclear bomb. No, that's a great point. That's a great question and a great point. But the point is, it's not even, it's, not, it's mathematically impossible. Mm -hmm. And the reason being because nuclear war would be once all the seals are opened and Christ is about, see, if that would be the case, then that means that Jesus Christ literally has to come back sooner rather than later because we're talking World War Three. okay? Mm -hmm. So that's mathematically not possible. Number two is when you read Matthew, in Matthew 24, there'll be wars and rumors of wars, okay? But understand, I love your question because it has to look horrible. So as bad as things look right now, the answer to your question is going to get worse. Okay, so things are going to get worse. If your staff can actually click on page, and I want to show you why things are going to get worse, because if we look at how this is playing out, if you look on page 46 of the PDF presentation, see, when, when someone tries to sell oil in anything but the US dollar, it's an act of war. Don't believe me? Look what happened to Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi. Okay, if you go to the next page, page 47, We've got the BRICS nations, and right now, what do we know? We know that, what? Russia is selling oil for the ruble. We know that Saudi Arabia just made a military agreement with Russia in 2021, and now they just, Saudi Arabia just agreed on January 17th to sell oil in other currencies. See, but remember, we have, a, so another 50-year cycle, the petrodollar, the petrodollar, was a, so we Nixon took us off the gold standard in 71 
1973, the petrodollar was enacted with Saudi Arabia, and the deal was very simple. We buy their oil, and they buy it with the U.S. dollar only, not also, no, no only. And that's why look, Qaddam, you know, Qaddafi, you know, Saddam Hussein, they broke that. So look what happened to them, right? And then the only thing is critical, and then we would give them military protection. But then what happened when Nixon took us off the gold standard? Think about this: fifty years to the exact day, August fifteenth of twenty twenty, Kabul fell. Exact day, fifty years precisely. There's no coincidences. Right. Nine days later, nine days later, Saudi Arabia reaches out to Russia and they signed a military agreement on August 24th. What was the military agreement? Give us military protection for our oil. So I was the only person on the internet making a huge thing about that moment I found out about that. That day I found out about it. I did like two, two interviews that day or the next day. And the point being was very simple. Why would Russia, why would Saudi Arabia sign a military agreement with Russia if they have one with the United States? A, a military power. The answer is very simple. Saudi Arabia basically didn't believe the contract had any validity to it because they just saw what happened to their neighbors, Kabul. They got abandoned. And so now what? If you look at the prophecy of Kim Clement, the brothers of Goliath. So who are the brothers of Goliath? Well, they're the BRICS nations. G Goliath basically means a, a large country, right? A, a big, right? Goliaths are giants. So the brothers of the, of the who's the Jews? Goliath. Well, that's the US dollar. So, the, so it's, it's the United States. So the brothers of Goliath stand in glee we will cripple you. So, th so the, we're about to see the attack by the BRICS nations on the U.S. dollar, fulfilling the prophecy of Kim Clement, and that will collapse the U.S. dollar. And the U.S. dollar will, in 24 hours, 48 max, lose its status as the world reserve currency. When Is that, that going to mean that all our money in the bank, like at, in, in a moment, it's like nothing? It's, it's no, useless? it's going to be a, it'll, no, and that's a great point because it's, that's not going to happen because we're talking, you know, uh, uh, economies around the world. So we're going to see the U.S. lose the status of the world reserve currency. You're going to see roughly, my guess, best guess, about a 30% immediate haircut at everything priced in the U.S. dollar. So the U.S. dollar will lose a, a third of its value, but that means all real estate, all bonds, all everything across the entire globe priced in U.S. dollar takes a one-third haircut. And, mm. it, and then other nations will no longer want it as payment. Because mm, mm. they won't trust it anymore, and that's gonna, and then that'll reverberate into the precious metals sector. So the precious metals are gonna do an absolute moonshot when that happens. So they're, they're gonna, gonna go up like silver and gold's gonna go. Well, that's, that's, it's that's, real, and that that takes us back to Matthew. Matthew blessings are thirty, sixty, hundred fold. Yeah. So we're gonna see massive in, uh, price movements in precious metals, and so who cares? So who, if the economy blows up. Who's holding precious metals? God's church is, right? God's Hopefully. church is holding money. Hopefully, well, many if they're people are not being everybody. wise. No, no, but, but, no but, the, but the ones that are being wise. And then again, the money that come, what's the money for? You're not going to need it because we're still in end times, like ultimately years down the road. You know, people throw that, you know, they will throw their gold and silver in the streets. Okay, that's they. Back to the beginning of our conversation. They will throw their gold and silver in the streets, not Second Chronicles, my children who are called by my name. So the evil ones are going to try to buy their way into heaven because of what God, you know, God's doing on the earth, and God's going to say, I don't know you. But the money that we're going to get is going to be what? To separate ourselves. So we'll be able to get land, 
we'll be able to you know, build communities, live together. And so we're going to be basically living in the world, not of the world. And we'll have all the means we'll ever dreamed of because mm. they created trillions, which came to the church. Proverbs 13, 22, the wealth of the sinner. So as evil, as horrendous things work, look right now, you have to understand God's got to see, he thinks, see, in our world, right? You know, what did, what did Christ say to, uh, who was that, you know, blessed is he who doesn't see, but yet believes. So who was that? Uh, who said that to one of the disciples, right? Yeah. Blessed is he well, who sees. Well, after Thomas didn't believe. Doubting yeah. Thomas, right? Blessed is he who doesn't see and right. yet believes. So what we're talking about is things that are in, in that, you know, they're in ground into me because I know it's true. Right. And people okay. want to know, um, yeah, people want to know uh, where to catch your other broadcasts and get more information. So where where is that, Bo? Um, website, uh, gold2020forecast.com. And then YouTube, you can just come to my YouTube and you can just put my, go to YouTube and put my name in Bo and then pull me on YouTube. And, and they can you find you there. Channel pop as well too. And, and, and I think we covered a tremendous amount of details a lot. And to really give your viewers hope because remember, God's not going to abandon his bride. Yeah. God's in complete control. The reason nothing's happened so far is because God gets the glory. Everything I just got to ask, yeah. I just want to know, when do you think that maybe we're out of here? Like what, what approximate time? Do you, well, do you got you that? Know, if you want to look, yeah, if you if you want to look at visual, I'll give you the visual on that again too, because you okay. know, and I'll answer that with a, I'll answer that, but I'll also Final ask a question. question before I, before I answer it for you. If you okay. click on page, it was a thirty uh, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Go to page twenty nine and give you a little visual okay. on this. But let me ask you a question before I answer that question. Yeah. If you look, so why did Noah build an ark? Well, couldn't God, couldn't, couldn't, and, and could God just not have taken Noah out of here, right? And then plop him back in later, get it? Yeah. Are you with me? But he had Noah build an ark because God can do have done anything, but he wanted, he wanted obedience and he hit, and why did, so why did Noah build the ark? To be obedient. God told him to right. save people. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Save himself. Okay. But if God wanted to, he could have taken everybody out of here. So there's, you know, so back to like, if God wants to, yeah, he can zap everybody out of here and take care of evil, right? But mm-hmm. he didn't do it to Noah. What mm-hmm. was the whole point of our conversation? That which has been will be again. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. So if God didn't take Noah out of here and he told him to build an ark, when we get trillions of dollars towards the church, we're instructed to, you know, to use that money to build arcs or areas of safety separate of the cities. Arcs. Mm-hmm. No different. Mm-hmm. So those that are thinking God's going to zap you out of here, because I, I, I go on YouTube and I see things pop up. Oh, God, we're about to be zapped out of here. You know, we're about to see, you know, pre-trib. We're about to get... It never happened to Noah. Right, it's not going to happen to us. God wants an obedient bride because there's a royal wedding. What about coming. the second coming when Jesus returns? What when do you think that okay, is? Okay, so 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 seven. So best, look at your chart. You'll see seven years of plenty, which we're stepping into here this summer, and then that takes us into seven years of famine. In the seven years of famine, we have everything we need. We're fully prepared for 
And then the Antichrist kingdom comes under the mark of the beast, I'm guessing 2033 ish. 2034. So about 10 years. Yeah. And then that takes us all the way into 2030, 2037. Uh, so I, you know, so if, if it's, if it's going to be no different than what happened, no, we're going to be here. And then, and then we will at some point be raptured up. So there's a rapture coming, but it's not until the very end. We're going to meet Jesus in the clouds. Yeah. Okay, and cool. Down, and then we come down. And is then, so, the, is so then for, there so, another thousand years when the devil gets let and, out and stuff? Right. It, right. And, and then there's a millennial reign. So see, see what's about to happen. So this is another great deception. I'm glad you're asking these great, because you, you understand you're asking great questions, right? So what's about to happen is the greatest financial event in human history. People are going to couple this with this next three and a half years of like the greatest world we've ever seen, because literally evil gets destroyed, right? It's going to look like, because it's going to be biblical. This is the glory manifesting. This is not the return of Christ. See, there's two events that are happening. First is a glory manifesting, and that's going to fulfill Isaiah 61. So first, we're going to see the completion of Isaiah 61. And what was Isaiah 61? If I can pull this up here. But Isaiah 61 was when Christ walked in the temple, and he, he read it. And he said, and he's basically stated the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. He didn't read that in the temple. So Isaiah 61 was never fully completed. And Jesus Christ even said, you know, it's not the time. He was the glory. So he was, for three and a half years, the glory was on earth, but he never read, he closed the scripture at the end of the year of the Lord's favor. He never read the day of vengeance of our God. It wasn't read in the temple. And so we're about to see fulfillment of the day of vengeance of our God, Isaiah 61, the last line. And that will be the glory manifesting on earth. People will interpret the glory manifesting on earth as the return, because evil gets stopped, Glories on earth, incredible things are going on, and people are now going to assume this is a thousand-year millennial reign. And that's what evil is going to do. He's going to try to con convince everybody that we're in the thousand-year millennial reign, so you don't need to do anything but prepare. And so people that get the blessings, you know, there's a very simple term, Lambo or land, you know, Lamborghini or land, right? Many that are going to believe this around the thousand-year millennial reign are going to be buying Lambos. The church will be buying the land. <clears throat> Those that buy the Lambos are going to get what? Stuck in the cities because then the fourth seal comes. Then the fifth seal. You see, see, so you can't, not like the beginning of this presentation, you cannot stop what was written. You can't stop revelation. It's an impossibility. If the prophecy is true, you can't stop it from happening. And so Revelation was written 2,000 years ago. It was, given to, it was given on Patmos Island by Jesus, right? It was written. You can't stop Revelation. So many things that haven't happened. We haven't seen the construction of the second temple, of the third temple. The third temple will be built. I believe it's around 2030. We're going to see construction of the third, 2031. The third temple is going to, get, going to be built. So, we're, so we haven't seen these things manifest on earth yet, right? So we, we, we're not even near the return of Christ yet. So you're talking about World War III. How could you have World War III if there's no third temple? And, don't, and then people are going to the excuse, hey, we are the temple. Yes, we are the temple, but the Jews are going to build one. The Jews are going to build. We are the third temple because Christ was the resurrection and the life. We don't, the Jews believe they still need to build a temple. The church knows it's not necessary anymore because Jesus right. fulfilled that, right? right? So we haven't seen the third temple construction yet. So, so many things still have to happen 
for That's revelation so to complete. Yeah. And so do so do not be confused. It's critical to understand. Do not be confused with what's about this. These, this glory manifesting on earth is not the return of Christ. Christ is coming to earth. But right now we're going to witness the completion of Isaiah 61. I love the it. The day of vengeance of our God. I have a few people I'm sending this to, uh, you know, who are like uh, trying to figure it all out. And, uh, you know, I chat with them and I try to get information. And, you know, I've heard so many people speak on end days. And so you make a lot of sense. Uh, I'm willing to go along with it. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited. I'd, I'd like to have you on again so we can, you know, calculate and, and go over it again because it's an awful lot of information. Uh, I find you fascinating, uh, Bo Polney, and what a calling you have to try to decipher revelation. I mean, it's not easy, but you do it so well and you make it fun. And I like all your graphs too. So I just want to thank you for, for coming on today and let's do this again. We'll, people definitely want to hear. We have a huge audience watching right now and uh, my next guest is waiting in the wings and uh, I've made him wait a little bit, uh, quite, quite a bit longer than I thought. Uh, we've had some, it was hard getting going today. We had some things to overcome, but thank you, sir. You're amazing. Thank you for speaking God's words and uh, giving us hope. Thank you especially for that. Amen. God bless you for what you're doing as well, too. And our God is mighty. He is He's amazing. He's the creator of all things. We just have to be diligent. We have to be patient. But God's got a bigger plan. As much as we watch things on TV today, you have to understand that's evil's agenda. God's got a plan above a plan, above a plan, above a plan. And he's got it all figured out. He's late and evil doesn't know what God's plan is. That's the best part. So Amen. God's got this. He's going to win. Uh, we're going to see immense prosperity, huge changes manifest across this earth, and God's in complete control. That's the best place to end this. God is in complete control, and He will get the glory. Amen. And you can trust Him. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Polney. We'll talk to you God again. Bless. God bless you. Thank you. All right. And right on the end of that, we'll go into our next interview. But let me just all remind you, we've been talking about gold and silver, and, you know, I just, I just leave it in the hands of what God's going to do. But I, I'm hearing from everyone. I just sent a, a video about the collapse of our currency imminently because it just can't be sustained. This is, these are by people that know. So if you're interested in gold and silver, uh, Sovereignized, we have that email that we could put up. Uh, we trust Steve Merrill and uh, Sun City uh, Silver and Gold, Sovereignized at protonmail.com. And Sovereign Eyes. So Sovereign with an I-Z-E. Uh, Steve's been in the business a long time. Um, you know, I, we, we trust him and he knows what's happening. Same thing he's saying. Everybody's saying it. And when that dollar collapses, you're going to see precious metals go way up because they're being kept artificially low. All right. Without further ado, I want to uh, let y'all know that uh, if you've been following me, you know, I got in a lot of trouble a few years ago when I was saying all these schools are trying to teach kids to be transgender. They're trying to put in all of this ideology and it cost me dearly in my life. I fought it, you know, tooth and nail. We've still got schools going ahead, putting uh, all of this, indoctrinating kids. And and uh, we have a gentleman that we're going to speak with today that has created a documentary, and it's called Daughters of the West. His name is Simon Esler, and uh, we want to welcome him and uh, find out what caused him to begin searching out this, um, you know, this topic and how it, that led him to a documentary. Mr. Esler? Hi, Hi, how are thanks you? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well, thank you. 
Good, good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for waiting so long, sir. I'm, I'm, I apologize about that. Very unusual day that we've had around here with some things going on. So I apologize for that. Uh, Mr. Esler, um, this is a, a very politically incorrect um, topic that you have embarked on. So first of all, I'd like to know from your experience, like what made you decide that you wanted to do a documentary? And I believe uh, if you could describe it, this is about a documentary about transitioners who detransition? Yeah, well, this is a, a very broad scope documentary in, in the way that it looks at how gender ideology has specifically impacted young girls. And the way the documentary starts is by looking into how some of the trends began in terms of girls modifying their bodies through plastic surgery and the cosmetic surgery industry. Because when we look at the fact that there is a current explosion of adolescent girls seeking transgender treatments, what preceded that was actually a craze in girls seeking out labiaplasties and breast augmentation. And so through this documentary, what I've done is piece together this longer term, I guess, social engineering event that has caused girls to believe that their bodies are an obstacle to self-realization and self-fulfillment. And so I think it's very interesting that before gender ideology was pumped into the schools and all this, we were looking at all these girls suddenly showing up at the doctor's clinic asking if they could get genital surgery to look like the women that they see on TV. And so a lot of people don't realize that the daughters of the West were truly in trouble in terms of understanding themselves and their body image and self-acceptance so that when gender ideology was inserted into the schools and into our culture, well, of course they grabbed it up because they were already feeling deeply insecure about, uh, about their bodies and about uh, who they were coming into adolescence. So uh, it takes a very broad look at that long cycle and where we've ended up now and it does, of course, get into the detransitioners and lifts up the voices of detransitioners who were put through this series of rituals in transforming their bodies with hormones and double mastectomies. And then they come out the other side of it and they realize it's been this horrific mistake. They are now living without their breasts. Uh, a lot of them will not be able to have children due to the hormone therapy they were put on, which uh, you know, none of them were really given the actual detrimental possibilities. None of them were properly informed. We're not dealing with informed consent. We're dealing with children, young girls, as young as 10 and 11, being led down this path of gender transitioning and their lives being completely ruined. And so, you know, this is happening on a very large scale, very quickly. There's a very large push to have it accelerate in North America, despite the fact that European countries around the world are reversing their stance. Uh, so, you know, in the UK, they were copying the gender affirmative model that is now standard in Canada and in the United States. They realized that this was destroying girls' lives. They took that whole system apart and literally in, in the changes that they cite in the UK, in terms of how they deal with gender dysphoria, they actually state that their mistake was copying the US model of gender affirmation. 
and that even something like socially transitioning is a severe psychosocial act that should not just be performed casually and that it's, it has very severe consequences. Whereas here in Canada and in the United States, they are pushing for social transition as early as they can, as young as they can. And the result is that once these girls develop, they immediately go down the path of medicalization. They get puberty blockers, which is really Lupron, which is a drug that is used to chemically castrate uh, pedophiles, and sex offenders. And then from the, the Lupron, they are eventually put onto hormones. So girls are put on testosterone and their voices deepen. Some of them go bald, they grow facial hair. Um, and uh, the irreversible changes begin to unfold uh, to the extent that they, they cannot get their bodies back. They cannot get their womanhood back. And so now these are the voices that I'm trying to lift up in the film and um, bring some awareness because a lot of parents are being manipulated, good-hearted parents. Right. I, I think that's true because good-hearted parents, well, first of all, they're immediately told that if you don't just go along with this, then you're leading your child into a, a life of being in a high suicidality rate because you're not going to be supportive of them transitioning. And then the school is supportive and everyone's supportive. And meanwhile, the school probably actually planted the seed in kindergarten through all of their multi books, you know, that are talking about Jacob's new dress and all of this. And so our, our entire society gearing up all of the young people to be propagandized that gender is something and your sexuality is something that you can change and it's perfectly acceptable and easy. Nobody seems to mention that your sex life will probably be nil and severely compromise the rest of your life if you're going to mess with all your, your parts. And then uh, we find ourselves, well, we've got a couple of lawsuits coming up, one in California right now that I know of, and another one, I believe, here in Canada. And I, I think this is going to happen more, that, that people are going to start suing the people that actually affirmed their transitioning because it didn't work and it didn't make them feel better. Absolutely. This is one of the things that I speak to uh, explicitly in the film. So there is a, a case that one can look up right now. It's uh, called Sage's Law. This is a, a case that's being fought by the Gavel Project. And this is a case in which a young girl was pressured into socially transitioning. Uh, she is someone who uh, was being raised by her grandparents. She was pressured into social transitioning, and as a result of that, she was severely bullied at school. Uh, this had a very, very harsh impact on her. And what ended up happening is that uh, eventually she ran away. She was then trafficked. Uh, she was brought into a child sex trafficking ring. And uh, eventually she was then rescued by the FBI from this sex trafficking ring. But then, of course, she got caught up in the ideological saturation of the legal system in which uh, a attorney from another state where she had ended up, ended up grabbing her case and trying to use it to set a precedent that allows the state to take children away from their parents. Because what was going on is that the, the parents, her grandparents who are legal guardians, they were not affirming her new identity. They were not using her new pronouns. They were not participating in it. And so the precedent they tried to set was that this is child abuse and they tried to take her away from her legal guardians. And this uh, radical lawyer ended up 
trying to stop the girl from getting taken back home by filing an emergency order. And through the filing of that an emergency order, the, the young girl found out that this was all happening and that she was going to be put in the middle of all this. She ran away again. She was then trafficked again. And I think one thing that's important for people to understand is that there is a, a dark underbelly in the sex trafficking world where actually trans children go for more money. And so there's, there's a lot going on here. Eventually, this girl, Sage, was finally rescued and brought back home. But of course, throughout this whole thing, there was, there was rape, there was sexual abuse. She has been traumatized severely. And she is yet another person who detransitioned, who realized this was all a mistake. And now she has gone back and realized the mistake. But there's, of course, irreparable harm. And so the Gavel Project is waging uh, proper lawfare to hold all the different people who helped make this happen accountable all the people in the court system the people in the foster homes where she was placed uh who she was placed in a, a boy's foster home a young teenage girl because it was all about affirming her new identity and none of it was about actually getting her care as a victim of rape and sexual abuse all these ideologically captured adults were so obsessed with pushing forward the gender ideology agenda that she ended up being abused and put through this whole nightmare scenario. And so they should all be held accountable. And um, that's a, a case that that I get into in the film with the Gavel Project. Amazing. Uh, I think it's something, yeah, people should really know about. Yeah, they really should. And also the fact that um, these transitioners are so rejected by the LGBTQ uh, once they detransition, um, then you're just, you know, you're dead to them, basically. And uh, that that is such a harsh reality because they just get, you know, rejection on every side at that point. Yes, absolutely. You have, uh, you know, a lot of radical, radical people attacking detransitioners. You know, Chloe Cole is a good example. She's taken a lot of heat for her stance. She's currently suing Kaiser Permanente um, for the medical malpractice that was put upon her. Uh, you do have some people speaking out from the LGBTQ community. So for example, if you follow the work of Gays Against Groomers, uh, this is a huge, huge number of people in that community who are outright against this. They're against the medicalization of children. Yep. They're against the idea of transitioning children. Uh, they've struggled with a lot of censorship because of course they don't fit into this narrative. Um, and the, the false narrative is really that this is left versus right, or that this is, uh, you know, homophobic people versus people who are pro LGBTQ rights. That's all nonsense. That's all nonsense. This is only about protecting children. You have people from the left and the right, straight people, gay people, all these different kinds of people are all standing against this. And the reporting in the mainstream media really attempts to twist it and make it seem like uh, it's this black and white issue and it's just hate versus love and acceptance and it's nonsense. Right. Um, I'm just so thrilled about this, uh, this movie and I, I thank you, Simon. Um, so it looks like it's coming out, uh, spring 2023. How will our viewers be able to access it? I'm sure churches may want to show it. Um, yeah. in, uh, how's it coming out? Yeah. So if you go to, uh, daughters of the West Okay. Uh, what I've done is I've created an email sign up there. Uh, we're expecting quite a bit of censorship. I'm already pretty heavily censored. Mm -hmm. So uh, the best way to go about it is to sign up your email at daughtersofthewestfilm.com. Then we have a direct line with you uh, when we release it. There is also uh, pre-sales that people can access through the site. And uh, I will be releasing some 
some offers for discounts and things like that through the the newsletter. So that's the best way for people to to go about it and to get on board and to help us get this message out there. The website is also being populated with a growing list of resources for family and girls who have been impacted by gender ideology. So help finding therapists who are not radical, help finding parents who are healing from this, uh, networks of people who are fighting against this. So you can check out the resources section on the site to, to get help for yourself if you're struggling or your children are struggling, or if you know people, it's a good place to send them as well. Okay, this is amazing. Thank you for ta uh, tackling such a, a very difficult subject, putting your talents and skills. I noticed you even got a great camera set up. I've been kind of saying when you're talking to my husband, how come his camera looks so good on this thing? So you know what you're doing, I can tell. <laughs> and I really, I got, you got the soft film in the back, put, put his whole screen up. I want to give you kudos right now. Like that's a good film guy right there. That's a good shot. <laughs> you got good lighting. That's right. Everything. <laughs> so I Production like it. Production value is king, you know? <laughs> it is, Simon. I appreciate you. Thank you. And I'd love to have you on again. I don't know that we've done you justice at all today. I'd be happy to have you on. We'll just have you as a solo guest on the, because uh, we kind of fit you on to another guest. And I apologize for that. But I do, I value this topic. I value the fight for it. And what you're doing is courageous. And it's, it, it's so important for our society what's happening right now. Thank you. Yes. And I'd you like to what? hear, I want to let yeah. people know um, yeah. that tomorrow we're going to be dropping the trailer on all social media. Uh, so it, it, it would be a good idea to follow me on social media. You can go to Simon www.simonessler.com. You can find me on Instagram where I'm most active and telegram and Twitter and YouTube, but we're going to be dropping the trailer tomorrow at uh, noon EST. And if you go to daughtersofthewestfilm.com, there's actually a link where you can download the trailer and you can join us at dropping the trailer at exactly that time. We're looking to just bomb the algorithm with it. Uh, and then I'll be going live with some people from the film at uh, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And you can check out us going live with Mom Army. Um, uh, definitely check out Mom Army and Dad Army and Instagram. We're working together to to get this film out there, and uh, I'd love for everyone to join us in dropping the trailer and really, really pushing to get this message to as many people as possible and really save some girls. Genuinely, I appreciate that. Are you having trouble on YouTube and Facebook with with this topic? Because I, oh yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I've been heavily shadow banned uh, in, on all the major platforms. I was actually booted from Facebook entirely. Uh, and uh, my, my, my YouTube and my Twitter have been shadow banned for some time. So Instagram is where I've been able to break through the algorithm the most, which is why I've been putting most of my energy there. A lot of stuff up there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So okay. I think, uh, you know, it's a good chance to join us in this push. So come check it out. You know, if you want to download the trailer and share it to your channels, go ahead. The link is there on the website, daughtersofthewestfilm.com. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very much. Uh, God bless you and your work, and we'll talk to you again. God bless. Take care. Thank you. Um, that's fantastic. So it's laurelin.tv for us. Um, I We bring the kind of news that you're not going to get this guy promoted. Um, probably CTV's not interested in Bo Polney either. A lot of you watch it today, and we all want to know about sort of what Revelation uh, predicts about the end times and the, the things that we're dealing with, the, the very difficult topics, um, you know, such as this movie that's coming out. These are tough topics, and they're from a place of love. They're from a place of trying to bring healing into some very 
difficult things that have happened. If you like what you see here, would you consider supporting us? Become a monthly member. You can donate one time. Uh, big amounts, small amounts, it all means so much to us. Um, you can e-transfer at Live at protonmail.com. And send us a nice letter too. Let us know that you love us. But mostly, um, we appreciate that you will put your put your heart where your your pocketbook is and help us to do this. Um, we really mean it. Help us to keep doing it and to be able to support our life in bringing this kind of media to you. It's important for all of us, and we appreciate that you would do that. And again, sovereignize at protonmail.com if you'd like some gold or silver. And we we think that to be prudent, you should be definitely doing that. We we think it's a wise from everything I've heard. I'm not a financial guru or anything. I just I have them on the show. I'm listening to broadcasts. I'm reading articles. It's all saying silver and gold. They are the standard, and you can break the bank. And, and cause all the money to go down to 30% of its value or whatever happens, but you cannot mess with the value of gold and silver. So we recommend it. I want to go today to Matthew 6, verse 25. And it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear, Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? That is such a powerful statement said by Jesus Christ. Other people have said similar things. You read self-help books and they try to tell you how to let anxiety and go, your your worry's not going to change anything they say, but the first person to say that and probably you'll find some good advice like that in Proverbs written by Solomon decades earlier, hundreds of years earlier. But Jesus, Jesus, he said, do not worry because can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Is it going to change a blessed thing for you to sit there and stew about all this stuff? Now, I hope you got good news today. It looks like we're going to see some stuff crash, but if we're prepared, you're watching a show like this and you're going, hey, maybe we got to do something. You're prepared. Hey, you come through it. And you know what? God's always got a back door and he's protecting you. And he brings information to your mind and we're taking care of business, you know. But the good news is, kind of looks like in this next season that perhaps evil is going to be exposed. You know, it feels like it's never exposed. 2023 is shaping up to be a year for all those reasons that Bo Polney said. It's going to be a good year. Maybe Biden's going to be exposed. Well, he says he's going to be gone. Hip, hip, hooray. How about Trudeau? (laughs) It's about time for that too. Hmm. No matter what, we trust God because God's in charge. 
and we're not going to add anything to our life by worrying and fretting. So I hope today you're going to get a wonderful cup of coffee with tons of Cremo, some honey in there. That's how I like mine and cinnamon. I've stopped putting that in meatloaf. But anyways, um, you, you get that you get that cup of sugar, uh, sugary uh, mix with the coffee and you just kick back a little. Take it easy. We're going to be okay. God's not going to beat up the bride. We don't have to worry. And why do you worry about clothes? Well, I like clothes. You know what I mean? See how the flowers of the field grow and they do not labor or spin. Well, you know, I have said to God, I mean, if I actually look like a flower without going to all the work for it, then maybe that would be better. But it takes a lot of work to get this together. You know, fake hair, fake eyelashes, fake nails, all so that I can be real for Jesus. But anyways, God's just saying, don't worry. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to clothe you. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of those birds. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, how much more will he clothe you? You have little faith, so do not worry. I wonder if God's telling all of us just a thought to go get some new clothes. Do you like it? No, I, I think that's what he's saying. Let's see you tomorrow. <laughs> You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me today.